good to be in the house of God and we thank God so much for blessing us. Choosing us to be among so many. To wake up, to see another day of His creation. But especially to allow us to come to this place of worship where we can open our Bibles, follow along with the preaching, and see that the things that are being taught are true. Amen. That he has allowed us to come to a place that fear him, reverence him, and choose to worship him in accordance to his word. John 4, 24, in spirit and in truth. Not engaging ourselves into any and all types of other fanfare and things to offer unto God that he did not require or ask to be done and worshiping him on this Lord's day. It's very important that we understand worship is about God. And God has indicated how he desires to be worshiped and it's important to us that we heed to his requirements or his instructions as to how we go about worshiping him if we expect the worship to be acceptable unto him. And I hope and pray that you come only with one thing in mind and that is to worship God and to render this worship unto him that he may be glorified and that you may be found in compliance or in obedience to what he requires to be done this first day of the week. We have a number of visitors with us today and we thank God for you. And as I said in Sunday School to some, to all of our visitors, you are on a guest. We thank you for being here. And if you encounter any member who's not friendly, who don't have a smile on their face, they're visiting like you. They're not members here. We don't practice frowning. We don't practice not being warm-hearted and loving. When you come to the house of the Lord, you should feel the love of the Lord. If I wanted a standoff feeling, if I wanted to feel excluded, I don't have to come to the house of God to receive that. When you come to the house of God, you should receive warmth, love, uh, a welcoming, knowing that the Spirit of God dwells among His people. Amen. So if you encounter somebody today who's not smiling, not warm, let me know. And I'll be quick and happy to point out to you that you're not a member here. <laughs> But we're praying for them and working on them that they will get it together. <laughs> this morning our lesson topic is simply, is God confused? <laughs> is God confused? On our bulletin on the front page this morning, there's an outline concerning uh, what church, what type of church are you seeking and looking for? Often and many times, people come through 
uh, come by Locust Grove and they travel around different places. You hear this all the time. Folks say, I'm looking for a church home. Yeah. I'm looking for a place mm -hmm. to worship where I can feel comfortable, where I can learn something. There are literally thousands of different churches in the United States, mm -hmm. all claiming to teach the truth of God. We need to ask ourselves, why are there so many different churches with different names and beliefs? Is God the author of confusion? We know the answer is simply, no, he's not. And looking for a church, which church will you look for? I believe it's very incumbent, it's an incumbent factor that people need to be honest. Often many people say, I'm looking for a, a Bible-believing church. Well, if you're looking for a Bible-believing church, you're looking for a, a, a church with a preacher that's going to preach the Bible. But what normally happens, people say, I'm looking for a Bible-believing church, but you don't like the, the biblical lessons the preacher preach. Amen, somebody. Amen. <laughs> so you must be honest. Are you really looking for a Bible-believing church, or, or is that just a smoke screen <laughs> that you want to hide behind? <clears throat> what is it really you're looking for? <laughs> you should be looking for a church that you can read about in God's Word. <clears throat> there are thousands of different religions floating around in our society, not because God is confused, but because man does not want to accept the authority given by God. God is not the author of confusion. God understands how he wants to be worshipped. God understands what he desires from us, whom he created. Amen. Amen. God is not confused, folks. Right. The problem with people, people want it their way. Amen. God understood that he wanted the first day of the week to be the assembly day for us to come together and worship him. That is why we are here upon the first day of the week. Amen. Assembled together, <clears throat> preaching God's word, not trying to make you feel good, not trying to tickle your fancy, and not trying to impress you, but trying to enlighten you to the truth Amen. of the word of God so that it may lead you unto salvation. Amen. Amen. You're looking for a Bible-believing church? Well, the only way you're going to get something out of a Bible-believing church is you have to love the truth. Amen. Amen. If you don't love the truth, a Bible-believing church will be offensive to you. That's right. Because a Bible-believing church is going to teach only that which God has authorized Amen. to be spoken. First Amen. Peter 4 and 11. Mm -hmm. So what is it really? People
people are looking for when they say, I'm looking for a church home. I stand before you today to say, you don't have to look. You're at the place the Lord would have you to be at. Amen. Because here at the Church of Christ, located here in Locust Grove, we're going to provide everything that your soul needs Amen. in order to please God. Amen. And not just in how you worship God, but also how you carry yourself in everyday life. Amen. See, people say, I'm looking for a Bible-believing church, but then you don't want the preacher to preach on how you dress. <laughs> you don't want the preacher to preach on how you're supposed to love your husband. How the husband's supposed to love the wife. How you're supposed to discipline your children. But I'm looking for a Bible-believing church. Quit lying. <laughs> You're looking for somebody to make you feel good. Even though you haven't made up in your mind, I'm going to do what I want to do. Mm -hmm. You're looking for somewhere that's still going to make you feel good, even in your rebellious spirit. Well, I want you to know, you can't please God and you can't be a disciple of Christ and not be a part of a, a, a Bible-believing church, not just a Bible-believing, but one that adhere Amen. and follow the teachings of what the Lord would have to be done. Amen. Many say, I'm, I'm looking, but yet they have an issue with the fact there's no mechanical instruments of music. Mm. How do you get your praise on? Mm -hmm. How do you how, how do you feel good? Well, I think Brother Sidney led us in some wonderful singing this morning. See, some, some things we need to do while we're going through that transition of what we call looking for a Bible-believing church. We need to get some of that clubbing out of us. Matter of fact, we need to get all of it out of us. We can't, we can't compete with the secular R&B and think you can bring it up in here and compare and worship. Amen. Amen. Oh, the beat may drop. <coughs> and you may drop it like it's hot <laughs> at the clubs. <laughs> but in worship, we praise Amen. with the fruit of our lips. Amen. We sing. And it's not about getting you emotionally caught up and making you feel good to go bump and grind. Amen. It's about surrendering your will unto God. Amen. That God may be honored. Amen. That he may be glorified. Is God confused then? Why are there so many different religions claiming to be of God, but yet they're doing so many different things? concerning worshiping God. Well, I believe if we just allow the Bible to teach, and if we're humble enough to follow what the Bible instructs, <clears throat> because see, not only is there confusion outside of the church, we find an example in 1 Corinthians chapter 1 where even in the church mm. there were contentions that arose. Right. See, you have to understand what's coming from the world into the church. You have to stay on top of that because folks will bring what's in the world 
into the church. That's why you have to be on God to make sure what is done wrong out there stays out there. First Corinthians chapter one. Some 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 ill feelings arose, and I'll start reading verse number ten. Now I beseech you, this is Paul speaking. I beseech you, obey you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. That's very important. Amen. That you be what? Perfectly joined together. If I'm perfectly joined together, there's no resistance. There's no pushback. There's no bumping and, and, and struggling. Things run in accordance to how they should run. Amen. He said that you be of the same mind and in the same judgment. But notice what Paul goes on to say. For it had been declared unto me of you. Of you. Of you. I heard something about you. My brethren, by them which are of the house of Chloe, that there are contentions among you. Some of you have gotten a little puffed up. Some of you have deviated off course. Now this I say that every one of you said I am of Paul and I am of Apollos and I am of Cephas and I of Christ. Is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Legitimate questions here because how do we come up with all of these different religions that we have in our society today? Because people have deviated from the pattern of the church that Christ built to follow some man. Some man decided upon himself, I'm gonna start my church. Well, he's not lying, it is his. Because when you no longer abide in the truth and you don't preach the gospel anymore, it don't belong to Christ. So men have taken it upon themselves as well as women in this day and time in 2019 to say, I'm going to start my church. We have women now who say that women have been too long overlooked and neglected and women are educated and women make good money. Women work very good jobs. What they have to do with it? God never said you were dumb. Amen. God gave everybody a role. Right. And the problem is, when you find these women that want to go start their own churches and religions and everything, they, they haven't fulfilled what God has directed them to fulfill according to the scriptures. Amen. 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 Because if they had, they wouldn't be out doing what they're doing. That's right. They would know that the Bible teaches that a woman should not usurp authority over a man. Amen. Brother, you preaching that? You got to look around. You know, all these churches today, they're full of women. Well, does that change the truth? 
It's my hope and prayer that, it, that they are women who love God Amen. and respect the authority of the scriptures. Amen. I can't stop preaching what the scriptures say because you're worrying about if these women are going to get upset. Well, I'm not the one to get upset with. I just simply read or quote what's in the book. It's God revealed. How, how can I be saved down the street by just believing, but yet, here in the Bible it says, salvation come by hearing, believing, repenting, confessing, being baptized, and being faithful to that. Right. How can baptism be essential in the plan that God gives for salvation, but yet other religions say you don't have to be baptized? Hmm. Is God confused? Mm -mm. Did Jesus leave more than one method of salvation by which we must be saved? Hmm. Mm -mm. No. Well, if you ask men, they would say no, but yet in the same breath, they were declaring to you, there's no need and purpose of observing the Lord's Supper every first day of the week. <laughs> they would tell you, no, you don't have to be baptized in order to be saved. Well, why did Jesus say in Mark 16, 16, he that believeth, a-N-D is a what? Conjunction. Conjunction, junction. What's your function? <laughs> it takes what was previously stated and it joins it and connects it with what he said after and. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. You cannot negate. You can't ignore that A-E-N-D. You cannot just erase that. Jesus said it. He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. He that believeth not shall be damned or condemned. Those are the words of Jesus. So how can someone come along and say, well, baptism isn't really necessary. You're saved upon the acknowledgement that you believe in God. Is that really what the Bible teaches? No. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, you can read the whole chapter. How? When Peter preached on the day of Pentecost in this chapter, to those Jews, and he preached, and the lesson cracked their hearts and condemned them to the point that they cried out in Acts 2 and 37, men and brethren, what must we do? Man, you have convicted us. We recognize the sin, we recognize the wrong, we see the fault that we have. How do we? Correct, the, correct this mess. Hmm. Peter and the other apostles. They were there to give an answer. Peter did not say, come to the mourners, bitch. Hmm. Okay. Peter and the other apostles did not say, just cry out, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
Peter and the other apostles did not say, by faith only, you are healed. And because you say you believe in God, you are forgiven. No, Peter gave a biblical answer or an answer that directly came from the Holy Spirit. Repent. Repent. Verse 38. Repent and what? Be baptized. Repent. Change. Turn. Repent. Be baptized. How many? Every one of you. Your mama can't do it for you. Your daddy can't get it right for you. Your cousin or your sister or your brother can't get it right for you. You got to do this on your own. Repent. And be baptized, every one of you. For what? For what? For the remission of sin. For the transgressions that you have been abiding in and that you've been sleeping in, walking in, living in. The only way you're going to get yourself cleaned up that you may be presented worthy before God, you got to repent and be baptized. That's what the Bible says. And you shall receive the, well, in the name of Jesus, or by the authority. This is why you're being told this. Amen. It's by the right authority of the head of the body, which is the church, by Christ himself. Amen. You will receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Later on in this same chapter, many, many went to the mourner's bench <laughs> and were saying, no, no, many were baptized. Well, if I'm saved by just the acknowledgement, or if I'm saved by just a feeling I have in my heart, if I'm saved by just justifying what I think, why was this command given and why did the people obey? Yes, sir. Why is that set forth as the pattern? Is God confused? No. Surely God is not confused and he is not the author of confusion. Amen. When we read the scriptures, when you say, I'm looking for a Bible-believing church, what you're saying, supposedly, I want to follow Jesus. I want to do His will. I want to surrender my will to Him, and I want to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is my reasonable service. Amen. Romans 12. And one, verse number two in Romans 12, what you're saying when I want to be a part of a Bible-believing church, you're saying I no longer want to be conformed to this world. I'm seeking to be transformed by the renewing of my mind, by what I learned, by what the leadership
leadership teach and what the Sunday school teachers teach, what the preacher preach. Amen. I'm seeking to be transformed by the renewing of my mind that I may prove what is that good and acceptable perfect will. Amen. Amen. God. Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? You found it. But why is it when the truth is presented to people, they don't want to receive it? Hmm. Could it possibly be they're not honest? They're not telling the truth? Well, if I can't have my music, you got music. You got the, the most beautiful instrument God ever invented, your voice. And God said, I want you to sing. I want you to make a melody in your heart. Ephesians 5, 19, right? I want you to make a melody in your heart, speaking to yourself, song to him. I don't want you to get sidetracked with the mixer over there, with the DJ over there. Mm -hmm. I don't want you to get sidetracked with the minister of music and the keyboard player and the, the drums and the saxophones and the, and the guitar and all of that. Right. Because when, when that beat stops, you stop. Yeah. That's right. That's right. <clears throat> I want you to I want you to mean what you're saying from your heart. Amen. I want it to come. I want you to be able to know why you're singing. I want you to sing in the spirit. Uh -huh. I want you to sing with understanding. Amen. So why is it? People say, well, that, that's just not the place I'm looking for. Well, you're not looking for the truth. That's right, right. I don't know if this may be the first time you've ever been to a church of Christ. What do I mean? People are just Bible-believing people. Amen, amen. We, 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 get, we get called a lot of names that are untrue. Right. Folks say they are called. They don't let the women in their church do anything. First and foremost, it's Christ's church. Right. And whatever Christ has outlined for women to serve and do, that's what women serve and do. Amen. And trust me, if you know anything about the Bible in the New Testament, God has given the women a whole lot of things to do. It's the wild and unruly women out in the world who got a problem. That's right. Because they want to be a man <laughs> instead of fulfilling the role as a woman. Yeah. Ooh. Ooh. Well, if, if you are to submit under your own husband at home and he's your head, what sense would it make for you to go outside of your house and rule and tell other men what to do. And tell other women husbands what to do. Is God confused? No, God is not confused. You are. Amen. Nothing wrong with being a Christian woman. Amen. As defined by God's word. No greater glory Amen. that could be bestowed upon a Christian woman. Amen. Proverbs 31, 
who could find a what? A virtuous woman. Man, who could find one? There aren't many out there. Why? Nobody wants to stay in their life. Is God confused? God is not confused. People are. Well, maybe people are not even confused. People are just rebellious. And they don't love the truth. Going back to 1 Corinthians 1. Did Christ divide? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? I thank God that I baptized none of you but Christmas and Gates. That saying it should say that I have baptized in my own name. And I baptized also the household of Stephens. Besides, I know not whether I baptize any of them. For Christ sent me not to baptize, but to preach the gospel, not with wisdom of words, lest the cross of Christ should be made of none effect. Folks, God is not the author of confusion. In the church, nor is he the author of confusion in your search for the right church. God has outlined what he wants. It's up to you to deny yourself and get your will out of the way that you may be able to please God in what you want. Amen. The Bible plainly teaches us that every first day of the week we ought to come together and observe and remember that event that occurred at Golgotha, Jesus being crucified and him, oh my goodness, shedding his blood and they had whipped him and they pierced him in the side. They nailed him to the cross. For as often as you do this in remembrance of me. Now tell me something. If the crucifixion was so important, was such a major event in the religious reign, why would you only observe communion once a month? <laughs> Instead of every first day of the week. And to show you that men are not confused about the first day of the week, they pass the collection plate every first day of the week. Why not just take collection once a month? When we give you communion, we'll take your money. Because every crook out there know in the name of religion, you ain't going to save that money. Every crook know that. Every crooked preacher know that. He, you are not going to save it. So we're going to dis. God, we're going to disregard the fact of doing what the Bible say that upon the first day of the week we are to observe and commune with the Lord. Breaking of the bread and, and the fruit of the vine. We don't want to do that. We want to be different. But we want that money. Yeah. Hold up. Where in the Bible did it say you could do that? I thought Christ was the head of the church. I thought Paul said, For well, I have received of the Lord that which also now I deliver unto you. I thought Paul said,
this and I'm passing it on to you. This is what you're supposed to do. Who came out of Paul and changed it? Well, can the religion that you're following possibly be right if you're not doing it every first day of the week? Now, the last time I changed, this was serious. Do this, and what? And remembrance of who? Of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do so for what? The Lord's death. Until what? Well, if this is so significant, why am I only doing it once a month? I'm just going to pause right there. <laughs> what you're following cannot be right. The, the death, burial, resurrection cannot be significant if you're only going to do this once a month. Yeah. I question preachers and people. I said, why don't you do it every first day? You wouldn't believe some of the excuses. <laughs> It ain't in the budget. We can't afford the juice. Man, you're buying some juice and some unleavened bread is going to bankrupt you. You should be a sinner. <laughs> no, the truth of the matter is your preacher is not observing and following the doctrine of the one gospel. Amen. It's his church or her church. But they can't take you and lead you to God's hand. That's what you need to understand. God is not confused, folks, <coughs> concerning how he desires you to be saved. Second Peter 3 and 9, it's God's will that every man be saved. Let's get that clear. God's will is that every man be saved, that he repent. And, and, and do what is necessary to obtain salvation. Amen. Well, the Bible, Jesus told us what we need to do. We need to be baptized for the remission of our sin. Well, why do you hinder from being baptized? You say, well, I've been baptized. Why? Why were you baptized? Well, I was a little child. What did you understand? I didn't really. I just did it for my auntie or my grandma wanted me to. Did your grandma and auntie die across from you? See, with baptism, that must be an understanding. Your baptism can't be valid if you don't know why you got baptized. Peter gave the explanation in Acts 2 and 38. Repent, every one of you. And, and, and be what? And he gave an explanation why? To get rid of your sins. Well, you was a little child. What sin were you committing? None. Well, why did you need baptism? That's like that's like an infant baby. Hmm. Baptizing an infant baby. What sin does an infant baby commit? None. Well, why are you baptizing them? Well, I just want that, that just make me feel good. That's what the Bible says. Then that child grow up, you tell that child as they get older, yeah, I baptized you when you was a baby. Now that child gets older and say, I've been baptized. 
When you have that time? I don't know. My mama told me. <laughs> well, what have your mama lied to? Mm -hmm. My point is this. You don't entrust your soul and no man's hand but Jesus. You don't trust your soul in the hands of no man walking this earth. Save yourself. You need to make sure whatever is necessary to be done, that's needed to be done, you need to do it and make your calling and election sure. You need to make sure you're attending the right church. And folks, I don't mean to sound harsh about this, but Jesus only built one. Amen. Now, I'm not saying you've got to travel all the way to Locust Grove. I'm, I'm talking about the system of belief. Amen. I'm talking about the doctrine. He only, he only provided one doctrine. He only provided one method of salvation. He only provided one way in order for man to be saved. Amen. And you have to come through the door. And Jesus said, I am that door. Amen. And he's the door to the church he built. <laughs> Not any other religion. How can Christ be the head of something that he don't even know? Why would he be associated with something that doesn't even abide in the teaching that he teach? Children understand what I'm saying. How can it be of Christ if you don't teach what Christ teach? God is not confused, folks. Men are just rebellious. But hear me good on this. You could die rebellious. And you're still not going to hurt God. You're going to lose your soul. You cannot make a point by being rebellious, stubborn, or hard-hearted and hurt God. You're only going to hurt yourself. Not only in this life, but you're going to spend eternity separated from God. Amen. It's as simple as this, folks. The Bible says what it says. Humble yourself. Obey it. Do what it says. Be saved. I just don't know, you know. I just don't know. Why you don't know? You can read. It's right there in the book. If Christ only built one church... What is it you don't understand? Ephesians 4 and 4, the Bible said there's one body, right? And the Bible, Colossians 1 18, the Bible, the Bible teaches us that the body in the church is the same. Right? He's the head of the body, which is what? The church. So if there's only one church, how can you go and obtain salvation from somewhere else that Christ is not affiliated with? <laughs> God is not the author of confusion. Amen. The devil is. Amen. And the devil would love for you to believe 
that you can serve God any kind of way you want to. Mm -hmm. The devil will tell you, you don't have to take communion every first day of the week, even though right there in the Bible, read for yourself. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 23 and following. Acts 27 lays the premises on the first day of the week. The disciples came together to do what? Pray, pray. It's, it's all through the Bible, folks. But the devil would tell you, I just don't see why that's a big deal. Oh, you don't, you don't see Jesus going to the cross of it, yeah. Well, what is your purpose in religion? That's the foundation of the groundwork for our hope. You got up. And that's why even in the other religions, on the front of their table, what do they have? This do what? This do and remember it of me. Well, why can't they remember every first day of the week? Huh? They remember to take your money. They remember to make merchandise of you of everything else. Why not honor the Lord as it is written? I said enough of that. And folks, I'm not, I'm not fussing. I care about your soul. Amen. I care about your soul enough to stand and preach the truth. Don't be deceived by the devil and telling you, well, well, a well is a deep hole full of water, you'll drown. <laughs> there ain't no, there ain't no, ain't no well about it. It's you either love the Lord and you're going to obey Him or you're going to reject Him. There as many have done throughout the course of this. John chapter 3. The light came into the world, but the world rejected the light. Why? Because the world loved darkness. What darkness? The world want to do things the way it wants to do the world want to use mechanical instruments of music. The world want women up in the pool kitchen. The world just want to uh, tell people you go out fornicate, do whatever you want to do with your bodies and live any kind of way. The world tell you you have a right to do what you want with your body, have as many abortions as you want to at birth control. The world will tell you all of this stuff. Mm -hmm. Because it loves darkness. And there are some crooked, there are some crooked preachers that will stand there and tell you, don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. And you could be guilty of all of these things and you could still walk out of there feeling good. Well, I'm sorry. A Bible-believing true church points out all of it. And you have to take it and you're upset about it, repent of it and get right. Then it don't have to bother you anymore. God's grace is abundance. It's abundant. So folks, why not humble yourself today? The church Jesus built it's for, it's, it's for sinners. Mm. No ifs, ands, or buts about that. It's for sinners. But it's not designed for you to continue in sin. Amen. When you come in, you should have a mindset that I'm ready to come out of sin. Mm. 
I'm ready for a new start. I'm ready for a new life. I'm ready to glorify God. I'm ready to present myself as a living sacrifice. Oh, talking about something. Well, I'm looking for a church where you come as you are. You come as you are, but expect a change. Ain't no church that belongs to Christ going to tell you to continue in sin. Deny yourself. Matthew 16, 24. Is that all right? Amen. What's our song said? I know it was. No, it was. Folks, it's enough blood to cleanse all of us today. Thank God for the blood. Thank God for Catherine. Thank God for that ever cleansing blood that even after becoming a Christian, you know what? It forever continues to cleanse me in my need of cleansing. When I mess up, when I do wrong, it's there. It's there. It's there. It's there. But you know what? Outside of Christ, you can't tamper with it. Because all of the spiritual blessings are where? 